You're listening to Lead On with Greg and Mark, brought to you by the Pennsylvania Association of Intermediate Units. Join us this season as we engage in conversations on leading on through times of complexity. Now for your hosts, Greg and Mark. Hello, Mark. How are you? Wonderful. Yeah. So um, a little bit of feedback from some listeners. Oh, let's, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. one of my dear friends and colleagues, Sue, um, responded to a LinkedIn post Okay. on one of our most recent episodes um, where we talked about five questions that leaders can ask themselves to reflect and grow. Yes. I think I that was our New Year's uh, episode. It was. And just as a reminder to our listeners, if you... We're just sort of curious what those five questions were. Go back to the episode for a deep dive, but just sort of quickly, they were, what will I learn this week? What relationship will I improve this week? What problem will I address or avoid this week? Uh, what opportunity will I seize this week? And how will I increase my value this week? And then, of course, you could take those and reframe them. What did I, you know, what did I learn this week? Just to check yourself or what relationship yeah. did I improve this week? She said that she likes those questions. Thank you, Sue. We appreciate the feedback. And again, uh, shout out to Mark Sanborn, who actually drafted those questions. We were just highlighting his work. And she said she's going to use them. And she had three additional questions from her seat as a leader that she'd like to add to the list for herself. And I'm going to throw them out there for the listeners so that everybody hears them. So, Sue, here are your questions that you're adding. What did I learn about myself as a leader this week? I like that one. So it's a reflection on the past week. It's a Friday afternoon kind of thing. Yeah. What did I learn about the people in my organization this week? Mm-hmm. And what did I learn about the organization itself this week? And that's more global. Yeah, I, I, I do. They're excellent Super smart. job. Excellent. Yeah. Shout out to Sue. Yeah. So if um, if you're following our challenge, by the way, I challenged you in that episode for journaling, right? So you if did. you're following, and we're gonna I'm gonna check in on that very quickly. Um, if you are yourself challenging yourself to journal in this new year or at any point in your leadership journey, we had those five original questions again. Mark Samward's questions. Now we have Sue's three questions. I, what I like about it, you have the five prior to the week, and yeah. then Sue had the idea. It's more like you're reflecting back on the week, those three questions. Absolutely. I think it's great. It's, yeah. like, it's like a nice you know, reflection sandwich. <laughs> it's a reflection sandwich. <laughs> Sounds delicious. What's the soup du jour? Oh, that's the soup of the day. Sounds yeah. delicious. So, um, <laughs> so, so tell me, uh, I, I, I issued a challenge to you and to me and to our listeners yep. Yep. on our yep. New Year's episode. And and it was really based on my own wants and needs, but it seemed like it resonated with you. We sure were talking did. about journaling. Yes. And we were thinking about journaling through the lens of those questions if you need a prompt. So yes, it's early in the that. new year, um, or at least it's early since the challenge has been issued. Yep. Have you had any success? So I, I have, um, but I have to tell you, uh, just like New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all out. Everybody knows these. Oh, you know, I'm going to lose weight this year, everything else. Journaling is one of those things for me. So I'm doing well with it now, but is the time is the test of time going to play out here? So it has been successful for me. And uh, long story short, I'm just setting simple goals for the week. Um, a lot of them have to do with not the major projects; it's the little things. Mm-hmm. You know, learning more names mm-hmm. of of the staff. Um, just you know, regular like small goals. Well, you know. isn't that, yeah, and that's smart, right? Because small yeah. goals are attainable, they're contagious. Yes, yeah. 
I like that. And those will become bigger goals. Yeah. You know, when I was studying um, entrepreneurship through the lens of public education, that was the focus of my dissertation. Um, there was a lot of, this is, you know, 10, 11 years ago, I started that work. So some of it's a little dated. Um, at the time, the big theory in entrepreneurship was disruption. Everybody wrote a book with the word disruption in it. Yeah, flip the tables. Right, you know, disruptive thing. innovation, yeah. right? And yeah. ironically, it's a hundred and some odd year old concept by a Austrian economist, Schumpeter, and it was creative destruction. The idea there was that you can't have something new without destroying something old. There's only so much. Yeah. Anyway, but th- that really took leadership by storm in the you know, like 2010s. And what I actually found was that it wasn't the disruptive innovations that mattered because they were so few and quite frankly hard to capture lightning and all. It was incremental innovation, incremental. Not, dis- not disruptive innovation. Little bites at the apple, one yeah. step in front of the other. It's like the yeah. tortoise and the hare analogy. The hare, right? Running, disruptive, whatever. The hare, plotting, yeah. one bite at a time. This is what we're going to do this week, then next week. And the Ultimately, it incrementally builds into something greater than it was before it started. Mark, that makes a lot more sense to me. And, you know, the way it's always been presented to me in the past was shocking the system. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't need to be that way. Maybe sometimes it has to be that way. Maybe if it's it's going in a bad direction. But but every innovation can't be a shock to the system. No. No, you got a disgusting hot take. You got to shock it. It, it, all, right? it also could, yeah, right, exactly. But how did it exactly. get that way, right? If you yeah. were incrementally taking yeah. care of that hot tub every day, you wouldn't need yeah. to shock it, right? Yep, exactly, exactly. You just brought up some bad memories of me taking care of my pool. It's, <laughs> oh. What did you learn taking care of your my, pool? My wife would walk out, and I'd be there like screaming at the pool, mm-hmm. and and I'd be like, "Honey, just go, go, please go back inside. I, I have to work this out." <laughs> but it's when chlorine. You remember that of we course. were the shortage of chlorine, and yeah. you know, so I'm I was I was being too. Were you stockpiling chlorine? But I also rationed the amount that I used. Oh, so you weren't putting enough in? Which which resulted in a lot of algae. I see. And a lot of arguments with my pool. Yeah, well, you don't want to go in disgusting (laughs) water, right? No. What do you do with your pool in the water? Do you drain it all the way? So I don't have a pool anymore. Now I I live at a lake. So the lake kind of. You're not putting chlorine in the lake, are you? No, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) What's What's the nastiest thing you found in your pool? Uh, they were those moles. Moles. Yeah, moles. Well, they, they fall in. They can't get out. Uh, they drown. And they're, yeah, and they're there in the filter. That was a nasty one. I did have a snake once. Yeah. See, that's why I won't have a pool because I'm terrified. Yeah, there was a snake once. Yeah. yeah. It was I, alive or it was oh, dead. Uh, it was dead. It was right. dead. It was yeah. dead. Yeah. I have a friend Billy. He like jumps at snakes. That's how I he do. has a f- huge fear of snakes. It's embedded in our DNA that we should be oh. afraid of of these things. Yeah. Right. So there's yeah. no shame, Billy. Yeah. No shame. I'm with you there, brother. All right. So, um, Greg. Yes, Mark. You know the expression, beating a dead horse? <laughs> yes. We're going to continue to beat that dead horse. I got four more songs oh, for no. you. Oh, no. So right. these are four uh, TV yeah. theme songs. From the 80s and 90s. But he's now, listeners, I'm only give, reading. give me a little credit on this because I know I'm going to be getting some feedback. Like, come on, you're better than this. <laughs> come on. But when it's being stated, like in written form, mm-hmm. as compared to being sang. Of course. It's, I'm an auditory learner here. So, you know, I have to kind of sing it to myself. So I wanted bear to, with me. I wanted to make it a challenge by reading <laughs> the lyrics cold. I accepted the challenge. You know, in a future episode, we could take these same songs and just play the first five seconds, like name that tune. You probably get them all right that. away. We could do that too. But if you've never seen Small Wonder, you wouldn't know it anyway, right? I, I didn't know Small Wonder. All right. But everybody yeah. knows Cheers, I hope, right? Absolutely. They should. Right, are you ready for your four? I'm ready. Okay. Let's go. Look at what's happening to me. I can't believe it myself. Suddenly, I'm on top of the world. It should have been somebody else. 
Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. That's Greatest American Hero. Well done, sir. Yes. You're one for one. Now, are you ready? Yeah. This is the original from 81 to 83. That's what it says here. I thought the show was not as old as that. I would have thought the show was from the mid-80s. So it was released 81 That's what this says, the original. Maybe there's more than one version. All right. Give me a break. I sure deserve it. It's time. I made it to the top. Give me a break. I'm looking forward. Get behind me. Pull out every stop. I want a happy. uh, I'm tired of pretending. Won't let them. Is this Facts of Life? I'll give you a hint. The name of the show. I remember. I could picture that she had had, uh, red hair. No. And no. I'll give you a hint. The name of the show is in the lyrics I've read. Give me a break. I oh, sure give me a break. Give me a break. Well done. Oh, All I'll right. tell you. But not, I don't get credit for that, though. That's okay. I'll give you credit. Number three. I bet we've been together for a million years. And I bet we'll be together for a million more. Oh, it's like I started breathing on the night we kissed. As I stare at you, Greg. And I can't remember <laughs> what I ever Awkward. did before. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby? Without the silver spoons? Nope. We do. That's it. You got it. And there ain't no nothing we can't love each other through. What would we do, baby, without us? Sha la la la. Not growing pains? Nope. This is a little older. Older. You want me to give you a character? Yes. Alex P. Keaton. Oh my gosh. Come on. It's, uh, uh, oh my gosh. I can't think of it. Come on. uh, Justine Bateman. Justine Bateman, yeah. She's in it, right? Michael J. Fox. How could I not remember this? Uh, Meredith Baxter? I know, I know. It's, What's his name? Stephen Gross? Fox, sir. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Come on, dude. Family Ties. Family Ties. Well done. Family Ties. I, you knew the song. <laughs> I knew the song. It was on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> I couldn't think of the name of it, though. Jeez, All right. Must be getting old. Here All we right. are. This is the last one. Here we are. Face to face. A couple of silver spoons. <laughs> silver spoons. <laughs> Hoping to find we're two of a kind. Making it you're, go. You're making this easy. Making it grow. I think I only you know got fifty percent on this. Together, we're going to find our way. Together, taking the time each day to learn all about those things you just can't buy. Two silver spoons together. Yeah, you and I. Jeez. <laughs> These are like like this is like uh, modern poetry. These are going to be like in modern po- poetry. They are going to be in a book. Someday. Yeah. Can you imagine that was your job in the eighties and nineties, just I writing theme songs? Oh my gosh. So the, good. The jingles. It. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Hey, so a um, couple of episodes ago, we talked about your new car. Yes, the Subaru. How's it going? I love it. We uh, also bought a car relatively recently. Ironically, we also bought a Subaru uh, just before you. Um, yeah. And I wanted to talk to you about my experience. Okay. All right. And okay. I want your feedback, um, Not uh, uh, your, your reflection. Yeah. All right. So this is one of the first times where... Uh, my wife and I spent a lot of time going between dealers. Sometimes we would ha- play the habit of falling in love with the car online and then just going and buying it, maybe not shopping around too much. Yeah. I don't feel like we made bad purchases, by the way, because I felt like we did all the research up front. Yeah, uh, but you already had it figured out before you even entered the lot. Exactly. And yeah. there's something to be said yeah. for that. Uh-huh. We we did it a little differently this time. We actually went to five or six dealers and we said when we went to the first, the second, the third, that we were not going to buy the car. Because we wanted to see what was going on. Okay. Now, interestingly, we uh, nearly failed at this because the first place we went, <laughs> and I won't name the brands. Wait, right? so you're you're telling yourself we're not gonna before you even walk on. We're the not lot, gonna buy the car. We're not gonna buy the car. Got we're, it. We, Got we're it. gonna go okay. and check out five okay. or six cars Just in clarify. the same class from five or six dealers, and they're all close to each other. Okay. Yeah. We almost failed at the first one we went into because we go when we fall in love with this car. Yeah. And we say to the guy that when we come back in, despite our original intention, 
all right, we'd like to sit down and go over, you know, buying this car. So this is on a Saturday afternoon. Okay. And um, let's say it's maybe three o'clock, four o'clock. The dealer doesn't close until eight, nine o'clock, plenty of time. And then it's closed on Sunday. And then there was a holiday on a Monday. You following? Mm -hmm. So um, the next day the dealership would have been open was a Tuesday. So this sales guy knows that he's got a bird in the hand. Okay. Yes. We're, we're telling him we want to sit down. We've just test driven this he's car. He's holding all the cards. He's holding all the cards. Despite our efforts to not buy the car, we are willing to sit down and talk to this guy about the car because there was a shortage of these cars. And so it's like, gosh, if we wait, we won't get it. Right. We, mm-hmm. we were our own sort of yeah. paradox here. Anyway, not paradox, our own sort of worst enemy. Right. You know what he says to us four o'clock on a Saturday? He goes, gosh, I'm really busy. Uh, I'm about to go to lunch, a late lunch. He uh, actually said that. Yeah, something like that. He says, um, would you guys mind, I'll take care of some of the paper. Could you come back on Tuesday? Wow. So that's through Sunday, through Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, oh, that's odd, right? Bird For man. a salesman, wouldn't you want to just complete the expensive? sale? Yeah, right. It's, that's it's, a huge investment from your standpoint. Right. So interesting. So we say thanks and we, we walk yeah. out, right? Yeah. Now, he has our number, uh-huh. right? And he doesn't know that we, we, we didn't storm out of there. We didn't say, you're crazy. We just said, uh, okay, yeah. right? Because what we didn't know is if we were going to find another car that day, we still wanted to have that option. Yeah. So we go to another dealer. They don't have anything on the lot. The guy says, let me get your number. I'll call you if anything comes in. It's been three months. That guy's never called us once. So that's another dealer, right? Guy has never called even just to say that he doesn't have anything for us. Right. It's as if he took the is, number and threw it away. This is the way the market is now. Right. Third dealer. Yeah. We'd have to, they don't have anything in stock, yeah. but we'd have to order it. Are we interested in ordering it? And we say we're not. Okay. So no fault on his own. So I actually felt bad for him that he, he wanted, you know. So you're back to number one? Fourth oh, dealer. Fourth. fourth dealer. Right. We go in and uh, we test drive the car. We like it, but we're not sure that we like it more than the first car. You follow? Mm-hmm. So we don't buy it. At this point, we're saying, well, might as well wait till Tuesday, maybe test drive the first car again. She texts us later that night. Hey, have you guys thought about it? She followed through. Yes. Fifth dealer, fall in love with the car that we ultimately buy. Great sales guy. Great attention. Literally bought it from the fifth dealer. Did not buy it from uh, any of the, the first four. How about that? I don't know. It, it's just, it's a fascinating look, I think, at um, the state of the market, maybe. Like, I'd say so, supply and demand is, yeah. is a thing. Um, you're... I still think going back, you guys had your minds set on not committing. Correct. Yet you we were going to violate that anyway. And you were going to violate that. And yeah. I, I, I just think there's a lot to be said for that. Well, and the, the car that we bought, the fifth car that we looked at, yeah, significantly less than the first one that How we were going to buy. That sales guy sort of blowing us off. Yeah. Saved us a lot of money. He did you a favor. He did us a favor. Isn't that funny? And he was sort of annoyed when he tech. So he reaches out to us on Tuesday to his credit and he yeah. says, I'm here. Yeah. We said we actually found another car, and he, he, he sort of blows up. Listen, he was going to sell that car regardless. We oh, hadn't yeah. put a down payment oh, yeah. on, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what, what's your theory there as, as a leader, right? Well, like, what, well, I would say, number one, customer service. So no matter what supply and demand it is, you treat people the right way. Mm-hmm. That, that's my takeaway from that. Um, because it's, like I said, he was holding all the, all the cards in that first one, it, and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, but isn't it just interesting that like he walked away from a commission? Or is the market so great that he doesn't care who buys the car, the car's going to sell it's itself? I think it's the latter. I think it's that the market is that good right now. 
or, at least or maybe it has been. That's been a trend. So he's that's kind of how he's done business. Yeah, or that he's like one of the few people that even had something in stock. You know. Yeah. I don't know, but I won't go back to any of those dealers. And then, you know, if, yeah. if somebody else needs a new car, you know where I'm going? I'm going to that fifth dealer. So tell me about that fifth dealer a little bit more. Like what some uh, of the qualities. Relatively new sales guy. Yep. Uh, had just come in from another industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's starting his way up the ladder at this particular dealership as a sales guy. Yep. Um, admitted that he didn't know everything about the car, but was going to learn with us. He did know about the car. I don't mean to imply that he was like bumbling or anything. He definitely knew the car. Um, wanted us to see every version of the kinds of cars that we were looking at pulled out three or four five cars for us to look at didn't care that he had to move them all back whatever wasn't spent a lot of time with us Mm -hmm. no pressure yeah uh gave us a very good price on the trade-in a lot of people say you shouldn't trade in but anyway we we felt like this was a good deal yeah and um just normal yeah like a normal guy followed up Mm -hmm. uh no issues no issues at all and he followed up with the after then yeah, we were able to get the card, no drama, and he's the kind of guy, that, and, and we got a thank you note in the mail. And a thank you note. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like he he did all the background work that needs to be done, like all the legwork for you. Yeah, of course. And, and even took, if you, yeah, sorry. And it took, it's a stressful thing. It's a major investment from your standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I think he see, saw that. Yeah. Where I think some of the other dealers made just, just another sale. It's just another sale. Didn't, you know, <clears throat> I just thought it was fascinating. You got the bird in the hand, right? Yeah. But I'm... And, and just let us walk out the door. Yeah. Like yeah. As if we were doing him a favor, that first dealer, by buying the car. Well, maybe that strategy worked for him before. Well, it, it probably didn't harm him because I imagine someone walked in on Tuesday, saw that car and bought it anyway. So he probably didn't care. Yeah. Right. And there was probably a trend of that happening. Yeah. But it, it, it's less about his commission and just my, like, I won't go back to that dealer again. I won't buy that brand of car for, if I, if I ever buy that brand of car, I won't buy it from that dealer, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Some of these are all owned by the same, you know, there's a chain of dealers and um, the culture in each of the dealers was totally different. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just sort of fascinating. Right. Almost like in a system, like two schools, yeah. same school district, but maybe different cultures in each of the schools because the, the principal is different. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Huh. Very interesting. Well, I don't know. I just I wanted your take on it. So that's my take is, you know, I, I think there's I, I will always say the human side of this mm-hmm. in sales. That's that's what it's all about. Connecting, yeah. educating, um, follow through, yeah. all these things that we look for. And that's, uh, those are leadership skills as well. Huh. What we ultimately decided to do, which was shop around before we committed, we ultimately wound up doing despite our best efforts. We did, to, but physically. Yeah, yeah we, we, we literally did it. But we were, so. we were very quick to go back on that and almost buy the car because we were like, this is sort of a, a, a diamond in the rough here. Yeah. Anyway. Greg, in next episode, I got four more songs for you. I thought we were done with this. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We are done. Okay. Well done, sir. Well I will done. have a different challenge for you. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that challenge, sir. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I look forward to continuing the conversation. It's always nice to see you. Always. Oh, the pleasure is all yours. <laughs> Thank you, Big Mike. Peace and love. Peace and love. Let's wrap this up. All right. Uh, thanks again, listeners. In the meantime, let's make it a great day and innovate. Where do USA. We? Oh, USA. All right. All right. Thank you.